Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Welcome back, Liz. And and you brought us a a gift. Uh, Oh, yeah. So I've I've got this gift. It's um, a tarot deck that was sent to me by a fan of the books, um, which is very nice. It's a handmade tarot deck. And it's from the Netherlands. I don't know because I can't read the language that it's written in. I don't know for which part of the Netherlands it's from. but it's creepy as hell. And uh, it has been known to freak out visitors to my house because, yeah, there's a hundred of them out there. Um, I have number 35 of a hundred. And the back is oh. just this this eye. That's a big hard nope. no. I got I got a head nope. shake from Hillary. Nope. That's a hard no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, um, In- Ingrid Blackstads is the artist. And uh, I have number 35 of 100, and it's uh, a handmade deck, and there's just something very unsettling. There's the moon. Ah, with that eye about, again. With the eye. There's, yeah, there's just something very unsettling about the deck. The cardstock is very uh, tactile and old-fashioned feeling. And Was that the chariot that you just showed? Uh-huh. And here's okay. the world the card. Here's the world card with the eye again. Oh, fuck no. Fuck yeah, exactly. no. Hell to the no. no, I, no, I, no. I love the difference Every, that we have going on right here where Hillary's like, fuck no. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I want to see it up close and feel it. And Hillary's like, Jamie, you're a fucking dummy. <laughs> but every card has that eye, that consistent eye in it. Is it, and full, is it a full 78 card deck or is it just it me? is a full 78 card deck and it is Dang. creepy as hell um because each character here's justice with the eye the eye the eye um the eye finds you and so i usually i keep it under a chunk of selenite because it just gives me the creeps i don't have a better answer i'm sure that ingrid is a lovely artist I'm sure that she's a lovely person, um, but she made a deck that has creeped out at least ten tarot readers that I know, except for me. I'm I'm sitting here except going, for Jamie. I'll I wish <laughs> I wish we were closer because I do kind of want to see this. For some reason, I'm drawn to it. But then again, I'm drawn to like the weird, creepy stuff. Like you know, for the yeah. longest time, my primary deck was the Deviant Moon Tarot. That's, ah, yeah. that's another nope. <laughs> no, thank you. That's okay, a hard okay. no for me. Why? What 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 is it about those cards? Or that the the is it the art? Is it's it the art? Okay. It's the artwork for me. Um for for me, the deviant moon with its creepy ass moon face creepy people. I'm sure that's recording beautifully for Kendra as I fuck around with this tarot deck. She's gonna love me. Um <laughs> but it's 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 so otherworldly that I can't deal. I can't gotcha. look at it. I can't look at it and see my tarot cards. I look at it and see that creepy ass face. And it's like this one 
I can't look at the, well, just to touch them is weird. Just to touch them makes my hands want to like bend backwards and crawl away. Um, Which is wild because at first, you know, like when, when we were talking about this topic, dear listeners, we're, we're going to talk about haunted and or cards that, you know, like come up that you think are mad or, you know, basically we're talking about the entity of the decks and Liz told us about this deck and I wanted to know the name, of course, for the show notes, but she didn't, I mean, she brought it over and, and showed us, but we were talking about maybe having her uh, hubby make a protective box aka um <laughs> annabelle style with sigils and stuff but now i really want to see this damn it yeah it's called the uh untold tales that's that's the name of the deck by Ooh. ingrid block ingrid with an um, i i-n-g-e-r-i-d and like i said i have i mean the art's beautiful and i have no reason to be mad at this deck or this creator but there's something about it like one time I got this book of really, cause I collect books of fairy tales. Uh, cause I don't know better apparently. Um, you know, that fairy tale thing where you don't invite them in your house. And I'm like, I'll just have books from every single country of fairy tales. And then I'll be just fine. Um, yeah. like, I get but, it. I get uh, it. But I had this book and it was from the, uh, I want to say early 1900s, like 1910s, something like that. And I got it at a yard sale and I went, to, I put the, the kids were very little. I put them to bed and then I started watching TV. I remember it was when lost was out. So that's how long ago it was. And I started watching lost. And then I kept thinking about that book. And I was like, I don't necessarily want that upstairs. So I went and put it downstairs. And then I came back upstairs and I kept thinking about it. And then I went to bed and I kept thinking about that book and the fact that it was in my house and it wasn't, I didn't feel like it was going to go right of Chucky on me, but I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that that book was in my house. And so at like mm. two or three o'clock in the morning. And again, I have, I think it was winter. I have two small kids, you know, and another person sleeping in the house. I got out of bed and threw it away. I outside, I threw it in the dumpster outside of our house at two or three o'clock in the morning because I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that it was in my house. Dang. Yeah. Dang is right. So I don't know what the hell was in it. I don't know what the deal was with the book, but it was so unsettling that I couldn't have it in my home. And then I fell right asleep as soon as I got it out. So that this deck is similar. <laughs> huh? Well, if you do want to get that was my it. second question about like, okay, how'd you, did you go right to sleep after right it was out sleep. of your house? As, yeah. as soon as it was out of the house, I was fine, but it was just so, it, it felt like it was thinking about yeah. Or making me think about it. And I was like, fuck that noise. Well, no, thank you. Pieces if, you do of need, if you do need to get rid of it, feel free to send it my way. And I'll, because <laughs> apparently I deal with stuff like this. I don't know. I mean, it's like, I, when I was a kid, Hillary is so uncomfortable. It's, it's <laughs> kind of really it's, uncomfortable. It, it's really, strangely really uncomfortable. cute, though. And it just reminds me never to bring my trickster side out where I, she's even grabbing her uh, clearing, cleansing spray, which is kind of neat. Here, um, hit me. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and hit us. She's, yep, spraying the monitor. But I don't know. It's like, you know, when I, when I grew up, the first horror movie I, my family ever showed us because it wasn't, you know, a horror movie at that time was Poltergeist, you know, that PG rated Steven Spielberg, Toby Hooper movie. PG. God. And, and the fuck in the world was that PG? (laughs) I don't know. But all I know is that 
it scared the crap out of me that I was running up. I ran away. I ran. It was the tree and the, the it was the tree scene and the stupid, the, the uh, stupid clown doll. Clown doll. I ran all the way upstairs because we had a two story house and I was like, I was crying, you know, ugly crying at the time going, why are you watching this? Why are you making us watch this? And By the way, you might not want to listen to this episode late at night. <laughs> or you, or you think that might. certain things in your house might be looking back at you <laughs> like cats or something <laughs> but yeah that it scared me so much that i think it drew me to the weird and unusual you know type stuff i myself I, am so if i'm strange, strange and unusual, unusual. Yep. Yeah. i adore horror stuff i mean that's all i kind of watch these days and i guess horror style decks like i have no issue with the deviant moon I have no issue with the 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 darker decks. The you know? Tierra del Fuego. No, is the no one shade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The yeah, one no, with no the, again the eyeballs. There's yeah. there's eyeballs in that. There's one like too, itinerant right? eyeballs and vaginas everywhere. The fires. Oh, yeah. just like that. Deck, the I, I, anything with ex- is- anything with extraneous eyeballs. I'm like, you know what? You can just go ahead and keep that. That can be <laughs> like you can just go you. ahead and. Go ahead and fuck the fuck right off. Okay. Yeah. Um, the no shade. Yeah. No shade to um the artists that have created and no shade to Patrick Lenza. Like honestly, I know that the Deviant Moon, that's just like it's an it's me. <laughs> it's not you. It's yeah. me. It's um, me. Because <laughs> I I put that down. Um, I brought it to a reader studio because they have a swap table there, and it didn't even hit the table. Like I literally was about to put down the deviant moon, and someone snatched it out of my hands because they knew yep. mm-hmm. that it's just like, oh, if this hits the table, it's someone else is gonna grab it. And just yeah, like, yeah. More power to you. That's fine. That deck. If yeah. you love it, you yeah. love it. And if you're afraid of it, you're me and Hillary. So yeah, <laughs> I get it though. It's like you know, I I I back in the day, you know, when he had the little book, he it talked a little bit about his process where he would he's been drawing these figures since he was a teen, and then he'd go to graveyards back when you could do New England graveyard rubbings or taking pictures of you know the the textures, and so yeah, the computer stuff translated that over, and I just fucking loved that idea. I even bought uh, some graveyard dirt from his site because he would uh, go and do offerings. So I've got, you know, yeah. I've, but then again, I do graveyard dirt in general. Like I've got Here a comes little, Jamie a making little... it worse. <laughs> By the way, you know, like there's a lot of, I mean, like again, New England, New England, like that's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm from there. Like I was born in Sleepy Hollow. Yes, that Sleepy Hollow. So um, cool. And and there, it's it, it's gotten very touristy, especially mm-hmm. in September, October. September, October. Um, that's like prime season, but it's just like Sleepy Hollow Cemetery is still an active uh graveyard. That's still an active cemetery. So, like people, if you're going and doing engraving, like first of all, you can't do it anymore, especially if um you're someone that's like applying chemicals to those stones in order to mm-hmm. pull off an etching. Like there have been instances where it, you've damaged those headstones by doing yeah. so. So it's just like, we're not saying go at, like, if you're nice and spooky and you want to go out there and do that, like, be respectful and also, you know, like, don't leave the place better than you found it. Please don't, yeah. you know, damage these sacred sites because they are still sacred and people are still using them for burial purposes. So, and but you don't really want to, like, they, they always have locks on the gates of cemeteries to not necessarily always keep people out 
sometimes <laughs> yeah yes so i i never got to just, go into the graveyards at um in salem when i was there last summer but i could feel like you know you just touch some of the uh the woods from one part of the fence that's up like the original wood you know fencing oh mm-hmm. that's electrified with so much energy it's wild you know i got I mean, to see marie laveau's uh cemetery in new orleans uh her her um catacomb i guess uh no it's an above ground uh mausoleum yeah yeah that was something that's so cool that was, i did way, not get we had we we did have a listener question about yeah. this too. So it's not oh, yeah. like we're going off tangent. So no. yeah, um, what not. was the, what was the original question okay. about like haunted decks or mad decks? Or it was it was I think it was an attitude question. So the listener said, um, "I have a formerly favorite tarot deck that seems to be giving me lip." I pulled daily cards of the five of swords, five of cups, and five of pentacles. Five of Wands and Eight of Swords over the last week or so, and none of it resonates with me. As things are going amazingly well right now, it's all quite dark and foreboding and doesn't feel right. So I decided to go back to my other deck, a Radley Valentine Angel deck, for today's card, and I got the Ten of Pentacles, which does resonate with me. So the question is, what's up with my angry deck? So <laughs> we we kind of blended in the the idea of haunt, you know, the haunted, haunted? deck or or angry deck or mad cards yeah into (laughs) one because this idea that decks have personalities is a strange phenomena do 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 around all phenomena yep (laughs) around around all decks all all readers like i've got decks or obviously my my you know some of my darker decks i jive well with um, the Radley Valentine Angel deck probably would give me lip just because it's not my brand, I guess. But yeah. everybody who has decks is going to start, you know, sh- you know, saying things like, this is my straight and narrow deck, the one that just gives me no lip, just, you know, bullshit. The Deviant Moon to me is a very uh, no holds barred. It's going to tell you exactly what you need to do, need to know, and it's not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have think, like, go go ahead, Melissa. Oh, I was just saying, I think that that regardless of, of your deck, some of them are mouthier, you know, by design. But anything that you handle or use with any kind of emotional energy, this is this is magic stuff, you know. Whether it's a deck of cards or you know your favorite cooking pot, if every time you're cooking out of that pot, you think, I can't wait to feed this to my family. It's going to be wonderful. And you're imbuing that item with energy. And every time you use your deck, you know, you're imbuing that that stack of cardboard with your intent, with your energy. And especially if you read for other people. So mm-hmm. I think that if you use a deck for too long, it's sick of your shit. <laughs> it gets sick of your shit. Coming to me asking the same fucking question every day. Ask something else. Try something new. Try a different deck for a while, you know, and try to knock the funk off of that old old deck. Um, but I think that it it after a while, your tarot deck can become a magical object just because of how you treat it and how often you touch it. You know, mm-hmm. just the way that my, you know, somebody who likes cooking, not me. Um, they have that one pot that anything they cook in tastes like magic, tastes like it has a special ingredient. That special ingredient is love. Yeah. 
And it's not you. I or mean, I, I mean, it's not. Well, I mean, it's sorry. It's not the deck. It's you. You know, you're imbuing that energy because sometimes, and I know it sounds very contrarian. I mean, you listen to this episode next to, hey, it's just the pieces of paper with images on them. You're going to get very confused because it's just like, well, the card singer said this, but now they're saying this. And it's just like, it can be contradictory. But at the same time, it's just like, you're like, this is your tool. So of course your tool is going to start to take on the energy of you, especially if you're basically training it to do those type of readings. Like for example, the Mary L tarot, I can't really use with other people because it has determined. Mm -hmm. And from the questions that I've asked it, it's kind of my shadow work deck. So that's for me and only me. Now, if other people might use the Mary L tarot with clients and be quite happy about it, but for me, that's my shadow, shadow work deck. And I just is. I agree with that because I have a, a friend, Pam, that loves the Mariel deck, does use it with clients because the the messages she gets from it are so potent. But like, that's one of my decks that I'm like, uh, you know, that that's one of my squeaky decks. And that's because of all the suggested sexual imagery and there's a lot of wang in there. Yeah, there's a lot of wang. There's a lot of boobs. And as an asexual, that's not my gig. So while that might be a good shadow thing deck for me to work with, it's not because I'm just like, it's too much. It it has too much of that impliedness into the deck that I'm just like, it can't, which is why I you know, would go to a deviant moon for a shadow side or something else, right? Or sometimes not even implied. It is just there. It's that just, is just yeah, straight up. I mean, congratulations to the King of Wands, but like, maybe I don't need to see that in the deck that I'm doing or the the deck I'm looking at every day or the one I'm reading for clients or what have you. Um, But I I think that what you're saying, Hillary, makes a lot of sense in that, yes, it is just deck cards, but a knife is just a knife unless you put it on your altar and you call it by a different name, you know? Um, anything is just an anything unless the intent with which you use it elevates it into something else. Um, and, uh, and I think that if you use your tarot deck devotionally every single day and it becomes part of your devotions, then there's no way it can't become sacred in some, some way, whether you're religious or not. Um, just because, of how often you use it and for what, what you're using it for, you're asking it to tell you what your day holds for you. You know, that's a prayer. If you're religious or not, it's still a prayer and you could just call it your question of the day if you want to, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah. It's devotional in nature. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's what the meaning of a devotional is. It's something that you use or it's something that you say, or, you know, it's a pr- it's a prayer or it's a phrase or it's an affirmation. It's devotional in nature. It's a ritual. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, we have morning rituals, like as I've discussed in the past, I, you know, the moment I, I get up out of bed, I go, I go to the bathroom first before I have caffeine or anything else. And, you know, people think that ritual devotionals, you know, uh, things, you know, of that nature is either, you know, very religious or very spiritual but we all have it you know my mm-hmm. you know my atheist wife has her own rituals because that mm-hmm. helps her you know frame the moment of transition between home life and work when she's at home or you know we all have a deck 
you know, uh, for us readers, whether you're reading for somebody else or yourself, you go into a reading picking your deck if you have more than one. Ask, you know, setting your space, having that question or intention of what can that deck help us? And then the cards are drawn out. And depending on how you want the message delivered, you know, sugar-coated, bubble-gummed, or just, you know, straight up and narrow. Straight shot. <laughs> straight shot or or gut punch, you know, however you need to hear that message, it's delivered. And then you, you know, you thank it by hopefully heeding the message or delivering the message and then we pick things up we shuffle it and reset the deck for the next time and you put the cards to bed when you're done however yeah. you however you do that to you there's a ritual in tarot there's a whole book about it you know there are whole books about it your tarot inspired life um jamie mm -hmm. uh is chock full of rituals you know hillary's book chock full of rituals my book chock full of rituals um, because what we're doing is a ritualistic thing and it, it's like, there are some decks that straight up freak, like the Heindel deck creeps me out. The artwork on it creeps me out. I don't like, um, the ones that, uh, Crowley was involved with the Toth decks, give me the Wiggins. Um, there, there are just decks and I can say until the day is long, these are just pieces of cardboard, but they can still be pieces of cardboard that freak me out and I don't want to use them. <laughs> And, and that's okay, you know, and they're for someone else to use. And that's great. Um, but at the same time, when you use them every day and you choose these tools to dictate how your day goes, understand that you're making them a part of the sanctity of your life. You're pulling them into what is sacred in your life. And knowledge is the most sacred thing of all. You know, mm. that's why we got kicked out of Eden, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, was for that, that search for knowledge, you know? So when you pick up these cards, you're seeking knowledge. And if they get all creepy on you, don't be surprised. That's what things do when they become sacred. Yeah. Um, I think that there was um, a question within a question about that, this topic. And it's just like, okay, well, you know, what if I didn't do anything and the cards are suddenly angry at me? Or, or like, can I can I ever use them again? And I think you can um, mm -hmm. by doing some cleansing rituals, but but also if if you can't, maybe that's just your sign that you need to be working with a different deck. Maybe you've evolved your tarot reading practice in such a way that it's just like this deck is no longer speaking to your soul. That might be the reason why it's angry or just not working the way that you know you're used to it. It's, it's just like it's if it's every single card, you can outgrow deck. Yeah, yeah, you can yes. have grow decks. I used to use the Medicine Woman Tarot. That was the second deck that I got. My friend Mary gave it to me. And it was just perfect. It was very gentle and it vibed a lot with what I was working on because I was still learning the deck. And uh, and then I just kind of stopped using it. I, I outgrew it. And I think that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it, but it just kind of stopped working for me. So I had to seek out my third deck. You know, and then my second, second, two hundredth deck, and <laughs> shut up. Well, well, um, but there's something to be said about that. Like, you know, yes, you outgrow it, just like we outgrow our clothing, our our tastes in life. Sometimes our tastes do change. You know, um, like I still wear a lot of gothy stuff. However, I also have colors of clothes in my life, and 
you know, it, when a deck stops talking to you, sometimes you need to, or, or sorry, I don't mean you need to, but one of the things I do is I talk to it. I try and find out if it's still a good fit for me. You mad, bro? You mad? Yeah, yeah, you mad, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, I try and find out what's going on. Um, sometimes my decks want to retire. In that case, they inevitably get water on them. I have no idea how, but my decks retire by water, and that's fine. Um, I I promise, like, if I if I have the deck and it's like I'm really tired, I need to retire, I tell it, well, I brought you tonight for a particular reason. After this, we're done. And then I honor that promise. And in some cases, you know, my decks are like fine staying with me. But sometimes that deck, you're going to find like it's no longer yours. And it's okay if you pass it on to somebody else who might need it. Put it on a swap table at a conference or, you know, sell it or, you know, do, you know, hand it out. It's it's perfectly acceptable when, you know, your tastes change and you don't want 5,000 decks in your house. Although mm-hmm. we don't understand why that would be. <laughs> Just don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry, Jamie. I don't, I don't grok. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think that the personal, you can, you know, I still have my, my medicine wheel tarot and I still think it's a beautiful little deck. Um, I just don't use it and that's okay. You know, I also, um, just my body has changed with with the illness I've been going through and I can no longer wear my Tupac shirt because they're all giant on me now. And that's okay. And I miss it, but I'm donating it to people who can actually wear it. And so I donate all my clothes to Metro Trans St. Louis um, when they when they don't fit me anymore. So somebody else out there who loves 90s hip hop as much as I do is going to be very pleased to get inherit a whole bunch of Biggie Smalls and Tupac and uh <laughs> Wayland T for a t-shirt. Um, and that's okay because they're going on to to somebody who appreciates them. And I think that when you when you share out your decks or when you sell them, it gives them new life. And it's okay if that's not with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did want to make a point about um, because my mentee Sophia, benevolent Corvus, by the way, I know you're listening. <laughs> I love <laughs> big I fan. Love them. <laughs> big fan of the show yes. um she just came out with a newsletter that i thought was absolutely fascinating because it like flies in the face of a lot of the things that um i was taught when i was a younger baby tarot reader about like cleansing your deck you know especially if they're secondhand she doesn't do that and i'm just like huh okay because she'll feel her way and she'll feel the energy of the deck and she's like you know, why would I cleanse away something that was well-loved, well-used? And if it's like, if energetically it feels good, I'm not going to cleanse that deck. Interesting. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, very interesting. So like, I, I have one com, creepy by thing the way. to add if we have oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. Someone offered to buy, because you know how I feel about my sassy burrito deck. Yes. Me and Cicero Ibido go way back. I can't use the original anymore though because it's foxed. Like the it's it's like paper. I'll tell it, tear the cards. I know. Someone offered to buy it from me so they could use the energy that I left in the cards. Yeah, so be aware of that too. Because <laughs> magic's magic. And yes. since so you've creepy. kept that tarot deck close to you and there might be your energy on that deck, just know that, you know. Um, just like 
like be aware of where your nail clippings go and your hair follicles go maybe be aware of where your tarot deck is I going was like, too well, yeah it's uh, or cleanse it or cleanse yeah. it of Sometimes, that kind well, of energetic connection before you gift it or sell it. Yeah, I'll hold on to that. You don't give your name to fairies, you know, your true name to fairies to tie this, you know, to our, you know, make it come full circle. Hey, see what I did there? But you also, I mean, like, you know, if, you know, if you don't want to cleanse it, that's a prerogative you make. What I usually do is I at least order it to A, make sure all the cards are still there because sometimes a lost card means your deck wanted to retire anyway. But B, kind of it kind of resets. It might still have your energy to the point where you're fine handing it off to so-and-so, you know, for it. But it'll reset the deck in a way. It'll kind of cleanse itself naturally, you know, over time. Or you just get yourself a big fat piece of selenite and just duck chunk that shit up. Blank. The creepy, the, the, the deck from the Netherlands lives under a chunk of selenite all the time. That's its job. It holds up selenite. Mm -hmm. And also (laughs) follows you around from room to room with their, with its eye. With its its all staying creepy ass eye. Exactly. And you've never read with that deck, huh? No, I, I no, And I never will. Well, yeah, like I said, if you want to, you know, pass Jamie, it on. Jamie's I, like, send it to me. <laughs> I am hella it curious. Well, it, I, it, I deal with it. a lot of, you know, this is kind of like stuff that I enjoy looking at is trying to figure out what uses decks are good for. Because again, I won't mail it because I've had bad experience with the mail lately with things being it. super late and making me worry. But the next time I see you, you can borrow it as long as you want to borrow it. Cool. But so yeah. <laughs> however many decades you can tolerate it being in your house looking at you. Well, I figure, you know, at the very least, you know, if you get a, you know, a weird, creepy deck, haunted, mad, whatever, you know, at least talk to it. Even if you don't read with it, just figure out what its purpose. Why did it come into your life? Whether somebody wanted to, you know, give you a haunted, a truly haunted item, which to me is kind of cool. But then again, I'm that person <laughs> or, you know. It, it just it because things come into our life for a reason people That's items, you know curse i think this came cats. into my life to make bo joffrin <laughs> come out of his skin when i handed it to him i think that's why it's here so now that it's done its job i, I can, can i can <laughs> pass it on it's retired it's retired exactly. it's true purpose it's true purpose was realized um <laughs> and you know if if you want to send something creepy to jamie p.o box <laughs> just email me <laughs> just email me i don't have um a 666 anywhere um in my in my home address uh, although if you add the four numbers of my home address up you get 20 and which reduces to two so that's one of the reasons why i live where i am because it's a high priestess house but yeah nice. i'd be happy to nice. talk you know i think any of us would be happy to talk to you about What's going on with your deck or techniques that you can do to either make it love you again or make it happy? Somebody had to bury a Thoth deck up here in the Pack Northwest just to fucking clear its energy before they could even use it. It's so weird. That doesn't surprise me. Everybody up here loves the Toth. All the pointy-ass energy from that card. Fuck that shit. Yeah, they had to bury it. Hey, listen, if it works. If If it it works works for you, it's the same as I... Yep, I think if it's if if like Marseille deck, great. You love it, love it. If you love Toth, love it. I don't like them, and and 
maybe me having a platform, I should be a little more careful about flinging around. I don't like it, but I don't really give a rat's ass. So if you like them, like them. If you love them, love them. Uh, if I have a toss deck in front of me, I'm going to go, yeah, no, I'm good. Thank you. And I will find, I would rather, I would rather read with a deck of playing cards than a toss deck. By the way, Sorcery Underground, that's kind of your deck. If, 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 because that combines tarot and tarot and Lenormand and playing cards all in one deck. Ooh. Highly, highly recommend. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. actually learning playing card divination, but other than that, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll pass all my talk on to you because I know that's what you love, Melissa. <laughs> and and my my haunted deck will be leaving the house tonight under its own. It's going to be like Terry Bratchett's luggage. It's going to sprout little legs, Sapia Fairwood, and just march flip you off, double bird you, and then head out. Nah, exactly. kind of like Baba Baba Yaga's, Baba Yaga's house. house. It'll just show chicken up. Chicken legs. It'll like modern day Tardis. But I hope we answered some questions on how to use a mad or haunted deck. And just, you know, just be aware. Or how not to. Yeah, or how (laughs) not to. um, (laughs) Or just get rid of it, send it to one of us and let us figure it out. No. Um, But yeah, I mean, Uh again, you know, a deck is only as useful as you decide it's going to be. And some decks, stop that. I have a cat that's chewing on the cables. Um, Some decks, you know, come into your life for maybe one In my head, you were talking to a tarot deck. You're like, stop that. Some decks chew on your cables. (laughs) Yeah, well, some decks might chew on your cables, you know? I mean, if you have 78 <laughs> cats, that's, that could be a tarot deck, you know? you just Only six. Only, Only six. I know. For now. Nope. <laughs> but yeah. No, we're... <laughs> six and done. But um, other than that, listeners, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next round. And welcome back to Liss. Yay. Yes. Hey, thanks, guys. Womp, womp, womp. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.